Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a traffic episode of the Steelers Outpost podcast, proudly brought to you by Sports Drink Network. The Steelers have brought in the cavalry before the young cavalry of the draft arrives. And that cavalry is an assistant offensive coach who nobody has ever heard of. Glenn Thomas, who sounds like a Laurel Canyon songwriter from this from the 60s who maybe like the eagles ripped off a song from and, and and made it gigantic that's what i'm thinking of when i think of glenn thomas but he was the offensive coordinator for the mighty arizona state sun gods the, the temples i don't know what they're called i, I want to say that there's like some sort of uh, spear or arrowhead Involver, or is it that little? Oh no, it's a little guy, a little demon guy. Anyways, cool school. Uh, never heard of this man before. I would love to understand what he has been brought in for. Is he, as Papa Tom and I surmised earlier today on the phone, is he brought in to just like, to like handle challenges? Is he a challenge guy? Is he a what we don't know what he's gonna do, but Glenn's gonna do it well. I'm very curious as to hear how he knows anybody from the Steelers. I briefly skimmed through his college career and then, uh, like a proper idiot fan, slammed the proverbial book cover shut after seeing, oh, this guy's been a college coordinator and quarterbacks coach for ten years or whatever it is. These guys all suck. I've repeated it ad nauseum. I believe Cousin Pete Butch proved my theory wrong, uh, which is a little background on my theory of there are no good NFL offensive coordinators who rose up through the college game. Um, And and maybe he didn't prove my theory wrong. But generally, I'm going to say with football opinions and many life opinions, uh, but not all of them, but particularly when it comes to football, it's hard to make an absolute, right? So, for instance, people want to say, oh, there's a lot of good quarterbacks from Ohio State, but there's no way they're going to be good pros because Ohio State doesn't make good quarterbacks. Well, that's not true. They'll, they'll have one eventually. They might even have one already with Justin Fields. But the thing with quarterbacks is if you actually go through the list, you'll notice there's really never more than one that comes from a single school. They come from Cal or Michigan where they split time, or Miami of Ohio, even Delaware, you know, Texas Tech, who they never could have a good quarterback. Their numbers are so inflated because of the air raid uh, scheme and the fact that there are no defenders in the NFL from, what is it, the Big 12? 
blanking on the on the on the conference name for for Texas Tech. But yeah, bad defenses. So these Texas Tech quarterbacks always get inflated numbers. They'll never be good in the NFL. Then you got someone like Chris Sims who watched Pat Mahomes during the draft process and said, "Look, I know all those things about Texas Tech." But I'm just looking at a guy who's bigger, stronger, faster, throws the ball better than anybody else on the field. Here's Brett Favre. I don't care where he went to school. This is a guy. Okay, boom. So the theory of absolutes, that's a good demonstration of of why it doesn't work because things are circumstantial. Do I think that there could be a good uh, offensive coordinator in the NFL who came from college? Sure. And Cousin P. Butch proved wrong. My only uh, exception to the rule of no absolutes because my theory is 0.0 good offensive coordinators or play callers who came through the college game. And you did point out that Brian Dayball is pretty spectacular and he, you know, made his bones in college. I guess he was at Alabama, right? Now I do know he kind of bopped back and forth between college and the NFL. So I'd really have to look a little bit deeper into his um, coaching, uh, you know, resume to, to really figure out whether I'd consider him a true college guy or more of like a Pete Carroll, who was an NFL head coach before going and, and creating his dynasty at USC and then emerging as a super successful um, pro uh, coach. And he's not a coordinator, but we're just talking about coaches here. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Dayball is that. Maybe he isn't. But I slammed the door shut on Laurel Canyon poet Glenn Thomas once I seen. He's really only been in the college ranks. And uh, so, so he sucks. I'm sorry, Glenn. He's probably a cool guy. A lot of those songwriters were. But, uh, yeah, the news is nothing. We got this guy. I'm, I was going to say I'm joking or I'm half joking, but I'm not joking. I'm being serious. That That's how I feel about Glenn Thomas. Not as a man. I haven't really had a chance to dig into some interviews. I will do that just so I can get a better impression of the guy. But I will be curious to see what the Steelers have brought in an offensive assistant that we've never heard of for. Also, I hope that this podcast comes out and, and Glenn Thomas's name clicks for me and I'm like, oh damn it, that's a super famous coach who a lot of people know who he is and I released this podcast saying that we don't. Yeah, that would be hilarious. But I would be uh, curious to see what the Steelers have brought him in for. You know, the Steelers don't keep a massive coaching staff. So they uh, have had guys in the past, you know, work up in the booth and try to make it clear whether Mike Tomlin should challenge something or not, whether he'll listen to them or not. Uh, that's to be determined. Um, yeah, be curious to see. Uh, what he does. That's really the Steelers news, everybody. Otherwise, you can just replay the previous um, podcast episodes about our, our draft theory and how thrilled we are with the Steelers' thickening of the trenches here, uh, what they have done in free agency. And we feel that that gives them great flexibility when it comes to the draft. Um, but I will say, as an update on that front, we got two other little pieces of information. One is that the Keanu Neal signing uh, has been uh, officialized. I think it's like uh, two years, $4 million, four point something million dollars, but I haven't seen the guarantees. 
So obviously, I, I, don't, I don't think that was the guarantee number. It's a small Terrell Edmonds size contract, which is really interesting because I don't know if Keanu Neal struggled with injury issues throughout his career, but I know he has had them. I mean, he was a superstar, true linebacker safety um, in Atlanta for that first Super Bowl run. I want to say he was a rookie. He's a badass. And then it just kind of never materialized for him in terms of being a star player. So I'm wondering why the Steelers would want to basically make a one-for-one trade of Terrell Edmonds' contract for Keanu Neal's contract. And I just have to think that it has to do with the fact that Keanu Neal is extremely comfortable playing in the box and uh, to like an abnormal extent, like he is a really a, a tweener type of guy. Um, but I think we all agree that, that Terrell Edmonds was good in that role as well. But when you look at the, the Mark, uh, when you look at the Glenn Thomas edition, Keanu Neal, just love to get inside the Steelers building to figure out what they're doing with those additions because clearly I think they have an extremely specific um, goal with that. It is cool having Keanu Neal and Patrick Peterson join the defense because you're talking about two veteran players who have played in a ton of big games. The Steelers defense is going to have spectacular leadership and look, whatever you think of Kenny Pickett, I know most Steelers fans, we've already christened him as a superstar quarterback in the NFL. Um, Say what you want. I think it's pretty clear already that he has emerged as a true leader at the quarterback position. And I'm saying that even before all the fun, you know, Steelers softcore porn videos of the offseason, which are basically just constitute your quarterback throwing with your receivers and off time. Like, Kenny clearly has that presence and has had that presence since he's gotten to the Steelers. He gave a couple, he gave a great interview the other week. I don't remember where he was at. It might have been with Missy Matthews, might have been with a different human being altogether. But he, he sort of like adamantly asserted during the interview. Uh, I'm trying to pick my words correctly there, but he was pretty passionate in saying how he felt like his first year of experience with the Steelers was more like three years of experience, given the fact that coming in as a rookie off of your college season and then not getting the starters reps was, you know, it's, it's a tiny workload and you don't really learn a ton. And then, so by starting for the rest of the year, he learned a ton and you, his passion came through very clearly in the interview that, he feels like he's leaps and bounds past where he was last year. And I think we all kind of do expect that. I mean, I've put the number out. The guy needs to throw more than 24 tutties. It's got to happen. I believe he threw eight last year. But when you look at getting back to the addition of Keanu Neal, Patrick Peterson, you look at that type of veteran leadership that joins – the obvious Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, the rest of the boys. I don't even have to go down the list. All of a sudden, it's a new era of Steelers football with extremely established leaders, which includes that young quarterback who feels like he's already leaps and bounds beyond where he was last year. And I know that's lip service. I know every single rookie quarterback who's ever started has said that. But I do think proof is in the pudding so far a little bit with Kenny in terms of 
I don't know what his ceiling is as far as like a, a productive quarterback, but his ceiling as a leader seems pretty sky high. And I just think that that's something to be excited about. Now, Terrell Edmonds didn't seem like a an overly vocal guy, but obviously he was a tenured, experienced member of the team. And it's not like, you know, Keanu Neal, I don't think he's going to be a, a massive upgrade over that, given the fact that Terrell Edmonds had a lot of chemistry with current players. But, you know, so regardless of, of Terrell being on the team or not, it is cool to have this type of leadership. And I think that that's massive for the Steelers. The Steelers right now, look, when I'm thinking about building a team, it comes down to one thing. It's quarterback. The quarterback is what keeps you relevant for 10 years at a time. You need that star quarterback. The Steelers are going for the Eagles model right now because there's another model, which is sort of like a, hey, it's four years at a time and you make a new team every four years and you spend uh, a ton of money on this, with the salary cap because your quarterback is on a rookie contract and he hasn't been paid. And generally it seems like the teams who have fared really well with that model have been teams with awesome offensive coordinators like Shanahan or, or McVay, but the Eagles have proved it. I mean, the Vikings had a run there. You can do that with just a loaded team with great better, veteran leadership. And I think the Steelers are being slept on in the national consciousness in terms of, hey, this team has an identity. And I think the run game is about to become a much bigger part of the identity. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people uh, next year. Might take a few games to get rolling because you got some new pieces on the offensive line. And that always takes a while to gel. But I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that they're going to be able to bash people in the head. I don't think it would be insane to think that they could draft a third-string running back at some point. Although, you know, if they retain Benny Snell – third string is kind of a nice nice ring for him hopefully you stay the top two guys stay healthy but anyways that kind of stuff's all pretty exciting i'd say the buzz is is heavy for quarterbacks in the draft um obviously we already know there's three guys who are pretty much definitely going in the top 10 when you're looking at bryce young cj stroud and anthony richardson but the will levis and hennon hooker hype is is real and it's sounding like those guys have a legitimate shot at getting drafted in the top 10. This is, or the top 15, this is music to Steelers fans' ears. If the Steelers have a, a chance of landing a Shazier or a David DeCastro type prospect, where two guys they got around 15, around the same position that they're picking in right now at 17, uh, who are really consensus, you know, top 10 type of players. And, Clearly, they started as rookies, and sure, they got better as they went along. I mean, David DeCastro, the first thing he did as a rookie was murder Marquise Pouncey's leg and knock him out for the season by falling on him or whatever it was. But he got better. Yeah, he was good right off the bat in Shay's ear, same thing. There were mistakes made, but he's kind of a star already. And then, boom, DeCastro, perennial pro bowler, and obviously Shay's ears career cut short, but was looking like a legitimate defensive player of the year kind of candidate. So those those are high bars to hold there. But I guess what I'm trying to say is this quarterback class combined with the desperation of certain teams in front of the Steelers to acquire quarterbacks is looking very good for the Steelers draft. So psyched to see that. Uh, we'll report back as more Steelers news breaks. 
Till then, follow us on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Email us Steelers Outpost at gmail.com. Till next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye bye. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.